Good morning and welcome to the BSA Morning Mine. It's Friday the 15th of July. Um, Paul, how are you doing today? I am well, thank you. Thank you. And a bright sunny day out. Yep. Um, right, we've got another busy day of, uh, of mining news. Let's start with um, one of our Shanghai Mining Club uh, members, Serato Gold, who's come up with Q2 production figures. Yes, that's right. Uh, on the back of the announcement they had yesterday, today they have uh, their gold production numbers uh, out for their Minera Don Nicolas uh, producing mine, which is in uh, Argentina. Gold equivalent production, 11,600 ounces uh, in the second quarter, and that's in line with their guidance uh, for between 45 and 55,000 ounces in total uh, for the year. They say that uh, uh, operations are pretty much stabilized at this point uh, because they have uh, gotten uh, some uh, control again on the delivery of explosives and uh, spare parts. The Calendrius heap leach uh, development at uh, the Don Nicholas mine now is on track to begin construction in Q3. Uh, but uh, because of the main uh, production here uh, is uh, shifting over to three new uh, production areas uh, for the main mill. There will uh, be a drop in head grade of about 10% through the mill in the third quarter to about three and a half grams gold, they think, from four grams. Um, so uh, they do expect it, though, to uh, normalize back to uh, regular rates by the end of uh, this year. So steady state production here from Minera Don Nicholas and consistently the mill performing above estimates of 1,100 tons per day. So uh, looking real solid as they go into this uh, new mine development in Brazil. Uh, yeah, solid performance. And um, although we talked a bit earlier this week about uh, how gold producing or equities for gold producers have fared recently, and I think, you know, Serrado is another one that's where the share price is um, a bit under pressure because of the gold price, not necessarily reflecting, um, you know, that, that operational performance. Yes, that's right. Uh, and it doesn't help with the in the production sequence for them to have this uh, temp uh, appears to be a temporary fall in milling grade as well. Mm. Um, right. Uh, American Lithium, uh, that's another VSA client. Obviously, we cover them for research. They've come up with five uh, drill hole assays today, diamond core from uh, from their Nevada project. Uh, it's been a while since we've had some uh news out from from nevada so um what do, what do you think paul yes here uh, this is uh infill and extension drilling on the tlc lithium clay uh, deposit they have just north of the town of tonopah american lithium being tsx listed uh, player in the lithium space these are uh, real good grades and better than expected thicknesses than uh, what they were doing at the time of drilling. Uh, better than 800 ppm uh, or, and better and thicknesses of better than 50 meters on the mineralization. Most of the intervals reported uh, at between 50 meters and uh, 100 meters uh, depth of beginning. I uh, wanted to point out specifically here that the plan map position of these drill holes uh, is uh, such that four of the five are right at the boundary between the indicated and inferred in the modeling um, that had been done in the previous uh, resource statement. So 
this will move more mineralization into indicated, which makes it eligible for the uh, reserve and mine planning uh, statement coming up in the future here. And the fifth hole is an infill hole, but it's in a position that guarantees that uh, it uh, would not have left a gap in the um, indicated or reserve uh, model uh, in that particular position. So uh, good uh, results here for American lithium. Yeah, and that east side is quite different um, from a stratigraphic point of view. That's been that's been known for some time, but it's good that these results have confirmed it, um, that, that the eastern portion of the resource, there's I think three fault lines that run through and on the east of those, um, the lower claystone, which is much higher grade, um, or the highest grade of the four lithium bearing stratas is, um, is much thicker over there and these results have proven that. Um, and that's the indicated area they'll probably want to put the starter pit on in order for quick capex payback when they get it uh, built. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Um, right, moving away from small cap, uh, Rio Tinto have come out with Q2 production figures. Yes, it is. Uh, and they reported uh, aluminium production was well off on the quarter by down 10% or so and down on the half year by about 9%, uh, mostly flat across their other commodities that they produce uh, with the copper output uh, was the standout on the plus column with the 7% and 9% growth on the quarter and half year respectively. The Pilbara iron ore operations also made a good performance here as the Gudai Dari new iron ore mine gets underway with its first production. It'll be ramping up its total production rate into 2023 here. Pilbara operations altogether produced just under 79 million tons in the second quarter, which was 4% higher on year-on-year -year basis. One of the interesting things on guidance uh, they indicated here was uh, that their diamond production uh, will be down by uh, at least 500,000 carats from what they had first predicted. Uh, it will be no more than 5 million carats. And pointing out for investors uh, that uh, just in the last uh, week or two, they had also announced that they were pausing any further investment in the Fort Alacorn joint venture with Star Diamonds uh, pending a project to review there. So it's a rather uncertain as to what Rio Tinto in, uh, intends at this point as far as their participation in the mining market and the diamond market at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's finish off with uh, with Barrick as well. They also had a similar announcement yesterday. Yes, they did. Also, second quarter production results there, and we're looking in Barrick's specific case, 101.04 million ounces of gold produced for a rise of 4%, and 120 million pounds of copper produced in the second quarter, and that's a rise of 18% on the copper uh, space here. They received... Uh, some average prices here in the second quarter for, of $1,871 per ounce for gold, and the market price for copper in the quarter was $4.32. So they feel that they're on a track in order to meet all of their 2022 gold and copper production guidance. 
Well, there we go. Uh, Paul, thanks for your thoughts. Have a good weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Okay, see you then.